This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Everybody survived the zombie apocalypse, DQ? We're all still here, right? Yeah, DQ was terrified that something is, bad was going to happen from a thing that they announced like six months ago. Well, I ago. don't think that something bad's going to happen like right you now. You literally said something oh. bad is no, going to happen. I'm not meaning like right after it happened. I'm just saying there's a reason they feel the need to test it. Ah, they're, they're slow playing the bad news. Right. They're just making sure it works okay. for eventually when something bad's going to happen. Yeah, they've been doing that for 60 years. But they strategically <laughs> has have placed it. You know, we do this once a year. You said that they haven't done a nationwide test like this in a long time. No, we time. do it like every month to make sure that For the, the radio, yeah, yeah. no one gets it on their phone. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just right. saying. What are you saying? That I mean, is it not a little scary to think some, they're testing it for a reason? Mm, yeah. What, yeah, they, they're going to need it? They also, yeah. uh, it also came two minutes early and always too soon. It's coming, going, going, coming. All right. What are we going to do today? You had to do that now <laughs> when we can't go to break. Any other point. We could just, like... <laughs> Bail and move on, but no, you had. Yeah. Now we have you to. Know what? We have to live with that for the a rest of the. A good joke knows no bounds, man. <laughs> it's, you know when it's there, it's just gotta go. Just there. And he didn't get toned for that. Oh, what? What is? What are we doing here? He was. She didn't get. This it. is like a. You know. <laughs> she didn't get it, so we'll. Um, we'll is just... this the ref that called the holding call on Sauce Gardner paying attention? Oh. There we go. All right. Awfully early for NBC sweeps. <laughs> very early. Very early in the show. Very, very early. Yes. yes. Is anyone having any uh, ill effects of the um, um, of the test? Is anybody out there experiencing yeah, anybody, any? Uh, I would like to hear about you. Was anybody's anyone? microchip activated? <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it'll be activated in the offensive lineman, and they'll start blocking this weekend. Maybe Ooh. that'll be what the, uh, the, the chip does. All what, right. too soon? Too soon, huh? Okay, fine. All right. The McClarty Daniel Daniel hotline is open at 866-285-4005 is how to to, uh, reach out and uh, be a part of this. And let us know if you're experiencing any of the after effects of the the great uh, emergency alert test of uh, earlier this afternoon. 2023. Oh, you know... I know this is complete. Like, well, we're talking about weird things. I just happened this morning to flip on a baseball game from 2020. Yeah, and it is so weird now to go back and see those cardboard cutouts behind yeah. the behind the plate, and like nobody in the stands. I also saw the thing with the virtual fans. Yeah, remember when they were doing oh, that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah, a, yeah. what a wild time to be alive. It's a weird time Did to you, be were alive. Were you here during that with us? I was. Y'all made it through that. Yeah, that's right. Because you were the only one that didn't get COVID from him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a wall between us. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's someone uh, who felt an overwhelming sense of dread and sadness. Sir, that's just from the football season. That's not wow. from the uh, emergency alert. Well, now, here's somebody that received <laughs> Order 66. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> we're, don't now, get... we're now executing Order 66. I repeat. <laughs> Attention. Is this when people go and uh, like hang out by the uh, natural gas um, wells with their gun just in case? Is that yeah, what's going and, on? And we're forming long <laughs> lines to get gas. Oh yeah, and the gas right. prices is, is like twenty two dollars a gallon. I now. got gas the other day. Yeah, I know. Like we I guess here. last yes, night. We, but we were here. Believe that's... me, we know. <laughs> that's a, that's an old. Ah, joke. TA in Las Vegas yeah. says he got a text that says if you got the uh, the shot, your head's gonna explode in thirty minutes. I look forward to it. Outstanding. Uh, now, be- see, here's the thing about all these all these people out there that think something uh, like you're going to die uh, because of the alert and the uh, combination with the uh, you know modern medicine or whatever. My my philosophy is great. Yeah, bring <laughs> it. Fantastic. Bring all right. It. Uh, Kevin Prairie Grove says the birds have been activated. Oh, there it is. Watch out! He's got his probe. Yep. <laughs> now, what was greater? Well, DQ, you weren't around for this. Uh, the, what was better? Y2K or the EAS test of 23? Okay, even better than all of this. I, in 1991, 
there was this guy on the news. There seven. That said, there was a guy on the news that said we were going to have an earthquake on on a Tuesday, and we had earthquake drills at school. They um they secured all of the shelves in the library to the wall with brackets, and seven year old Ruskin is like. I'm really freaked out by this. I didn't want to go to school. I I think I did miss a day of school on Earthquake Day. On Earthquake Day. The new Madrid? Yeah, the new Madrid was going to, she was going to blow. That's what was going to happen. And um, the day comes and goes, nothing. Well, then, well, later this week, later this week, nothing. That was one of, that was the first time. This is when my distrust of authority began. To be perfectly honest with you, with this, with this, this seven-year-old Russ, this white-haired man was on Channel Seven News talking about the earthquake, and it never happened. Great question from Tanner and Tupelo. Uh, if your phone didn't go off, are you being left behind? Yes. Yes. You are going to hell. The rest of us are the chosen ones. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to the good place. Yeah, it's like that show. This is a time right now where if you, if anybody asks, yes, my phone went off. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, DQ, uh, here's a text from the 870 wants to know if you're worried that the murder house will come alive. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> there is, it seems odd. Okay. I feel like this is a great time to be alive because, you know, in previous major calamities, there was no way to get everybody's attention at the same time. Right. You had to be near a television, you had to be near a radio, in the car, or whatever. Well, now everybody, no one is never more than a foot from their phone. So if they need to get our attention, you know, they, they hit the whack whack thing, and then there you go. Yeah, go, a, che- go check your Vax card, see what the activation <laughs> date was. <laughs> you know where yours is? I think it's in my car. No, no, it's in my desk. It's at home. I uh, my, When I got vaxxed, because we had to, allegedly, um, I walked in, and, and I got the card, and I put it in the visor of my car. It is still there. All right. I've never taken it out of the... It's in the... the I had the to mirrors. use it to eat in New York uh, last year. That's the one time I've ever had to show it to anybody. But that was it. You know, New York. Crazy liberals up there. Yes. You know, that, that's the only time I ever had to show it to anybody. Yeah. The worst part of all that was having to w- go on a plane and wear a mask the whole time. I thought I was going to die. That thing, man. Like <laughs> six hours in one of those. Oh, man. I would cheat and just pull what it down a, weird, a little bit. Yeah. What a weird time to be alive. Interesting times. Interesting and we were here time. for every one of them. No, we were never. Well, I mean, boy, we, we weren't bored, though. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. T.A. says, I'm an NSA stooge. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Big big stooge is all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. All right. Let's see here. Did weatherman Derek return to the favor to the kiddos to avenge his 1991 fear? <laughs> No, I did not. No, no, no. I just wanted to be taken seriously, so I wasn't going to make anything up on the weather because I wasn't a meteorologist. I was just a weather person doing the, you know, drawing the fronts and all that stuff. Text of the 870 says, today, Big Cellular got a huge government payday. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, it's a big club and we're not in it. No. Yeah, okay, can we, can we agree on that? I believe it was the great George Carlin who first said those words. And uh, I believe them to this day. It's a big club, and we're not in it. This is a great point out of the uh, 479 on the McClarty Daniel hotline. We need to get Patrick in Colorado Springs, our Space Force guy, and let us know what the DEF CON is. Yeah, what are we at? How many minutes till midnight? Yeah, Patrick, get on that, would you? I know you guys are, like, busy saving the world and stuff, but we need something. I would also like to propose for this room a Razorback football atomic clock. Okay. Like we can get one of those big clocks from the uh, from like a uh, uh, Hobby Lobby, but not put a battery in it, and we'll just set it. How many minutes to midnight? Can I just point out that you brought a down marker in here for like the first three days. You were more than happy to change it with every hour. Yeah, not and anymore. And then you no. gave up on that, right? Like I think Razorback football is like oh my. four minutes to midnight. Oh four. no 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 no! Sam's taking over the old line room. Allegedly. <laughs> no no no. That is the. It's in the talking points today. Oh, it Sam is. Sam is in the O line room. It is fixed. I don't. I don't think it said that. I thought it said that uh, they, he has total confidence in his uh, continence. In his incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Cabbage Head is up next on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Yes, Cabbage Head. Hey, guys, uh, yesterday, were you guys laughing at me or laughing with me? We were laughing I with you. I made the comment. We were oh, laughing okay. with you. <laughs> you said, oh, okay. you said oh, he said, Zach, that we were uh, we were batting 100 or one out of 10. Or, or no. said, uh, well, I, I, I could have said, but in some circles, 100 is, is a lot. That's you know, true. Perfect. But uh, he, I, I wondered about that. I hung up and then I uh, said, man, I'm going to call. Oh, I'm going to tell him that I, I think I found a person that uh, hates DQ. You know, she says, I don't what? think there's anybody out there. Well, I'm doing some investigating now. I'm tell DQ that I, that I'm, right. uh, Hey, I'm, I'm a big fan, but she says on her deal there, I actively uh, think that there's no one out there that hates me, but uh, I, I had something that I've got to get a hold of somebody and I'll report back to okay. you. Okay. That's okay. For right. sure. Congratulations. You know, DQ. But, you got your uh, first hater. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Guys, last year on Wednesday night, did the Sun Belt Conference play their some games on Wednesday night? Can you remember tonight? They did, and um, so does the MAC. Yep. It's it's usually you know second half of the year when that starts. Yep. So it starts tonight, actually. Oh. Cabbage Head now tonight starts a forty nine day run of football on TV every single day. Forty nine days. Oh, well, I, I didn't think I got that wrong. I thought it was Wednesday night, but, boy, I used to love to see Arkansas State. They had, for a few years, you know, they've had a real good football team. And uh, I I just I thought for sure that I caught some of their games, but it was on Wednesday night. Well, I didn't have anything Wednesday night, and I, I hadn't found it yet. So since you guys shine a little light on it, I'll, I'll yeah. see if, if some start up. Thank you, guys. Hang in there for them, them hogs. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, well, they're gonna that uh, oh, it's Ole Miss, isn't it? This weekend, it is yes, Ole sir. Miss. Yes. Oh my God. Oh shoot. Well, <laughs> uh, read them. Well, reason I was so when I said scratch my head, a hundred percent. I stepped out of the room and I come back in, and you guys were talking heavy about it. And uh, I said, what? What the heck? Don't, what do you? What? I said, didn't I leave here and real quick go and get me a pop or something and. And it was fourth and one, and they all they had to do was get one. And I looked and seen what was happening on the TV. I said, "Wait a minute, what? What the heck is going?" And it's like you guys put it. Said what? And then my my son-in-law said, "Hey, that wasn't the only time." He said that. He said, "I." He said he thought that happened three times. Well, so, well, it happened I, on a third I, and I one also. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, man, we just. Uh, Oh, I, I'm I'm like you guys. I think, like I say, you guys were were right on right on course with the, that coaching. I just don't know what in the heck those guys are doing. You know, they uh, they would have some problems with GQ uh, with DQ's deal. I don't think there's anybody actively out there <laughs> hate them because I, I think that they would have a few that would hold up and say, no, there's there's quite a few numbers that's hating that uh, coaching staff as much money we've got out there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good show. All right. Thank you, Cabbage Head. All right. A point of a parliamentary procedure. Yeah. The clip in the open is Taylor Swift saying no one in the audience actively hates me, That's which, right. by the way, given the oversaturation for football fans, is no longer true. There are people yes, there in the audience people, yes. who actively hate you now. Uh, most of so, them are 50-year-old men who are like, who is this person? Put the game on! Yeah. We don't care! That's what people are saying like now. Jets fans would rather watch Zach Wilson at this point. And I don't know if you were a Joe Buck and Troy Aikman fan before, but... They went out of their way to not say her name one time Monday night during the Giants-Seahawks uh, game. There was a point 
where the game was kind of dragging in the fourth quarter. And um, Joe Buck, or one of them said, you know what this game needs, don't you? And the other one's like, don't say it. Don't say, don't say, say, don't it. say, don't it. say it. Don't say it. And it was a great moment. Those two are don't great. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't you say it. <laughs> great. Oh, man. Anyway, and the other thing about the, the fourth down, I'm sitting there. Let me paint an image for you. I'm sitting there in the chair, and I got the TV on, and I'm watching it. And I see that the timeout is called, and I, and I know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. The whole damn state know, yeah. knew what was going to happen. It was like, it was like um, when the DeLorean was stuck on the train track and the <laughs> train was coming and Back to the Future 3. And you're like, oh, well, this, I know what's about to happen here. And um, sure enough, bam, the, the, time, the time machine was destroyed. And that's, that's how I felt. Like you knew the, the crash was going to happen. And all you could do is watch. You couldn't enter. You couldn't do anything about it. You just knew. Okay. So now uh, I want to talk about this um, because uh, Zachary Arns, as he has been, uh, as is his wont to do during football season, his wont, W-O-N-T. Anyway, it's a little co-sell for you. I appreciate that. He is, uh, he's, he's gone to the tape and um, he has, uh, Drawn conclusions. I, I, from have, the I have some theories. And again, it was a very small sample size. I looked at most of the Texas A&M game. Didn't, didn't look at much of the second half, the back half of the fourth quarter. But I looked at every play. And I looked at it from multiple angles. And I think we are starting, are starting to be able to at least draw some conclusions from what Sam Pittman is seeing and why he may be stepping into the O-line room to sort of sort some things out. It all starts, the line of scrimmage, when, they, when, they get, when the play gets called, they are having... In some cases, drastic communication issues. And they start with the quarterback identifying the box. How many guys do you have in the box? There's a play, and I, I put it on there, a play. It's the second play of the game. A&M overloads to one side. They have four guys on the right side of the football, the strong side of the football. A&M has two. That's an easy audible out into an inside zone. You've got four of your blockers to pin two of theirs. That's easy. That's six yards on first down. And they and they don't they AM doesn't even acknowledge motion. They just go and they do it. So you're having some issues there. Two, you've got scheme problems. Too many times, tight ends and running backs are getting matched up on linebackers and defensive ends. Those are mismatches that favor the defense. I'm not sure, and without knowing play calls, I can only see trends and kind of what what they're doing here. They have issues with their communication issues with their tackles. They're not passing guys off on stunts. They're having trouble identifying basic things. This is why sometimes it looks really clunky and why guys are coming free. You can assume with 99% authority, if a guy pops through, especially the, 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 you know, the, the guard, center guard, if they pop through there and nobody touches them, there's a bust in there somewhere. Somebody didn't do their job. Somebody didn't understand the assignment. There was an assignment blown. And it happens way too often. And there are... There, there are some serious scheme flaws with the way you're getting running backs matched up on blitzers. Their running backs, for whatever reason, are not they're not great at pass blocking. And everything in that A&M game seemed to be off of a play action, which takes time. We said this yesterday. If, you're, if you can't block them, get the ball away from the line of scrimmage, whether uh -huh. it's in a bubble, a slant, whatever it is. Lot in, uh, 89 is Nathan Backs. Is that, is that right? I, and I, don't, I don't want to single out one guy, but, but there were a couple of plays where – you know, if he if he picks up a guy coming off the edge, KJ has more time uh, on a counter you know, on a counter motion or counter play action. If he picks up a guy coming off the edge, KJ's got time can deliver the ball. Same thing on running plays. Instead of turning north, picking up a guy who you know off the edge who makes a tackle and that sort of thing. They're just they're having communication issues at the line of scrimmage. Guys are not talking to each other, they, and this may be something that Sam Pittman can go into that room and simplify for them. Now, he said yesterday in his press conference that Cody Kennedy was one of the best offensive line coaches in the country and that people every offseason are coming to get him. All right, I'll take him at his word on that. But if you go and you watch the A&M game, you can see it. I mean, after three or four plays, you're like, okay, we've got a problem. It's on the right side. The left side seems to be okay. It's the right side. And, you know, 78 and 58. Those two guys, they, they are having some sort of communication problem Generally speaking, on zone read stuff, the new trend is defensive end crashes hard to cut off you know, the running back. Linebacker loops around to cut off the, the zone read portion of it or KJ's portion of it. And, man, they just don't, they don't pick it up. They don't pick it up at all. 
and that is you know that that's causing them some problems. And again, I put it up, and it's more so, detailed. But there, there there are some issues on that offensive line. They're not all physical, and it's not play calling. There are guys that are running free. Guys, I've watched that all twenty two cam where you can see. I mean, you can see the whole field. There are guys running free, and KJ just doesn't see them because of one, he misreads the defense, or two, he doesn't have time. And you know, look, you get hit enough. And you feel pressure, you're going to start to feel phantom pressure, your eyes are going to drop, and you're going to be looking for a way to get out. And you're going to miss open receivers. There were guys open that he just couldn't either get the ball to or he just missed them. And, well, go ahead. Well, the, uh, the, um, the, the initial, like the first, the reason that I'm, I'm totally in agreement with all this stuff is, you know, I, I'm not I'm crazy about the the, the – the game plan going into that game didn't seem like it was a very, it was a plan that gave them a great chance to succeed. So uh, that's what I'll say about the play calling. But, you know, first blush, right, you know, 10, 15 minutes after the game, KJ's up there and is talking about communicating. He's talking yeah. about it right, right after yeah. the game. And I guess it kind of got glossed over because everybody is focusing on what Pittman says and they're kind of ignoring what the players are saying. But, like, he, he knows it. He yeah. knows, he knew the issue immediately after the game. And it's... It, is it kind of like one of those deals, like when you watch a basketball game and you're watching a team on defense and nobody's talking? Yep. You can you can tell, but when you've got you know people calling out switches right. and screens and all that stuff, you know you have a yeah. you have a connected group. It's kind of like that, yeah. right? Offensive linemen speak their own language, and a lot of it is you know if there's if you know if there's a stunt or a twist or something like that, you got to know how to pass a guy off. Yeah. And they don't. And, you know, I'm sure that they, they will eventually. And this is maybe part of that learning curve with Enos' offense because it's totally different than anything they've been asked to do to this point. It's a much more, it's a much more complicated scheme than what Kyle, uh, Kendall Bryles ran. I think what, what concerns me the most is that, you remember last year when Liberty slanted Arkansas to death? Right. A&M ran the same defense. That's all he did. Well, was they were slanting. They were slanting strong side, looping linebackers around. And when KJ went to run, there's a linebacker in his face. Then what you get is the slow-developing play-action passes against blitzes. Now, I'm not – look, I, I play Madden. But I know if somebody's blitzing, the last thing I want my do, I want my quarterback doing is standing there faking a handoff. I want the ball away from the line of scrimmage as fast as possible. And, you know, how you do that's up to Dan Enos. But there were a couple one, and there's one that I put on there. They asked Dominion to basically run a counterfake to KJ's right, loop around KJ, and pick up a blitzing linebacker. You're not going to ask NFL guys to do that. They're the best blocking backs in the NFL are going to have trouble with that block. You're asking a college sophomore to do it. Mm. Who and and to be honest, Rocket and Dominion are not great at pass blocking. Dominique Johnson's probably the best one they have. And he's moving and he's to the, moving. Uh, the now, tight end. Now I'll tell you this: they got bit. they got tight end issues because they're missing well, yeah. blo- they're missing blocks too. And Dominique Johnson is, may be able to go in and help them. They got tight end issues. That's why Has was playing is because hey, he's great. But that's why they went and got him because they knew they had a problem there. So I went back and I looked at that fourth down where they went in the gun. They beat them on the same pl- same blitz probably six or seven times in the game. It's basically just every. If, if you and I are head up, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a slant to the strong side. I'm running at your inside shoulder. Linebacker just loops around, and he's standing there waiting for K.J. Jefferson, who has read the zone read correctly, but he doesn't see the linebacker coming, okay? He sees the defensive end hit the gap, so he's going to fake it, he's going to pull it, and there should be nobody there, except there is. A&M loops the linebacker around, and he's standing right there, and they ran into this five or six times where they read it wrong, and there's just somebody standing there to make the tackle, and that's, that's inexperience. Here, my other question is this, and there were times where KJ should have checked out a place. This is, I mean, audible, get yourself out of bad place into good ones, and they don't do that. And I don't know where that, again, this goes back to communication. This may have been what he was talking about. I don't know if KJ has to check with Enos before he does it, but somebody's not making that call. There were too many times in that game where you had opportunities to change out of a play, not get KJ hit and gain yards, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was it was alarming. I mean, you heard me. I was going, "What are they doing?" Oh yeah, he's screaming at the at the computer I, earlier. I just, yeah. it, some of it's correctable. I really think so. I think so, they're not getting physically dominated a lot. Okay, this isn't a like a physical mismatch. I think sometimes they're put in bad positions. 
They're not communicating, so it looks bad. Mm -hmm. If they were getting physically dominated, I'd be like, guys, you know, you need to homie hop and find another team. But I don't think that's the case. But I think they've got to simplify some things for that offensive line because they don't look like a cohesive unit. Okay. Um, Who got to you? Number one. (laughs) Number one. Uh, Number two, Jamie and Van Buren on the McCarty Hotline. Guys, I thought we said yesterday, no more sports for the rest of the week. Jamie, we lied. Like Urban Meyer, we lied. I was just, I was, I like, I watched the game and then I got access well, to the the all twenty two and and that was when I started really looking at it. Illegal access? No, no, okay. no, no, no. I, I got access to the to the game films and was just looking at it, going, all right, yeah, there's some issues. Did you uh, intercept the uh, shipment at the airport of the game films? <laughs> that's a way. That's an old. Yeah, that's although old you know, in two thousand four, I yeah. went to the airport to pick up the game tapes yeah. for the for the team. It's all it's all, all right. on our Twitter page. You can go look at it. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more The most influential show in Arkansas. This is Ruskin and Zach on ESPN Arkansas and streaming on HitThatLine.com. Oh, that's me. Yeah, Yeah, it's your turn. Hey, it's Ruskin and Zach show. We're, uh, what is it, Uh, 325? We're talking with uh, Brett Good, Collier and Associates. A good team. Uh, And Brett has brought us a piece of jewelry, which he's going to let us have. And display proudly here in the studio. No, I don't. I don't. You think don't think that. that's no, uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> brought a, it's uh, on loan. It's on it's a loan, loan yeah. from God. Um, he's brought us a a massive Super Bowl ring, uh, which um, my God, man, that thing is huge. Yeah. Pretty big. Hundred. They had one hundred nine diamonds, thirteen around the G for the thirteen championships and the four Super Bowls. So, <laughs> wow, it's pretty neat. Yeah, and yeah. Then we actually got a piece. My mom has it right now. You cut off the top end of this; it's on a necklace. So one really? day I give that to my daughter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You, you get the opportunity yeah. to, to get to get one of those as well. Cool. Now, now, did you get married before or after? Luckily, before. I'm just kidding. We got married after. Okay. Now, now uh, <laughs> that you means know, I got to party all night long in Dallas. Did, did she look at you and like, well, I mean, I got to have something about like that? I, I think she would rather have the necklace once it comes out. But you know, now we have a daughter; it's going to go to her. Ah, so, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll put a couple pictures of this up. Yeah. It is a uh, a massive piece of jewelry. Uh, which we are, um, I, I know I asked you about it. I'm still fascinated by it. Like I said, there's only like 55, 56 50, of them. Yeah, this, this one's probably got about 60 because we had 17 guys in the hour that year. Um, but it's there, there's not very many. Massive, massive, massive. Wow. All right, so um, we, were, we were talking X's and O's um, in, in, during the last segment about, um, you know, what, so what what is ailing Razorback football at this point? And, I mean, you're as qualified as anybody. Uh, but what, what do you see uh, through five games? Uh, just consistency. You know, we don't we don't run anything well on offense. Our defense at times plays really well, puts us in some good positions, especially when they're they're ended up on a short field and things like that. But you know, our offense it, it seems like everything's slow. I know we talked about you know even Coach Pittman saying that if we felt like he could run a, a QB sneak, we could do certain things. And that if I was an NFL scout, I'm going, wow, can we not run the offense? Can we not do something in the backfield and with certain players back there? Well, it's funny you mention that because um, 
there's a gentleman who, uh, who sort of chronicles Arkansas football, and uh, he found four instances where KJ went under center and got a quarterback sneak on a fourth and one. So it can be done. <laughs> that, that's, that proves it. Yeah, it, it can be done. The, the question is, why? I mean, why, why on fourth and one, fourth and two, are we seven yards deep in the shotgun and trying to run off tackle? It makes no sense. And if you look every time we're in the backfield, I mean, our handoffs are all slow. Play action slow, you know, getting out. If we're having troubles with the offense line, we got to do quick screens or, you know, quick bubbles to the outside and get some movement going. You can shift guys one way or the other and get the ball out fast, but everything we do is just slow back there, and it's like we're not processing it fast enough. So they're going to – they have said they're making some changes this week. Um, so how much – like how do, you, how do you balance that versus doing what you're doing and just knowing at some point it'll all click and it, it'll all start working versus changing, and now – how much of that do you kind of go backwards to kind of build back up to a point where you can be, you know, try to be a little bit more consistent well, in the middle of a season, and by and the that's way? That's the hard part because, you know, nobody else in the country is giving their offensive coordinator and quarterback this much leeway. Like, oh, we got time. We got to give it time. To, you know, we've had all offseason. Mm-hmm. We've got to win. We can't have, you know, more games that we're still trying to get in the rhythm of things. So, I think that time's now, and they're going to have to make those adjustments. So if they're making some, it's going to be interesting to see if we see it on the field this week. But we need to see something. Is that is that a fair question? Because I have thought about that. Like, you had – they make a big deal about all the people that are here during the spring, going through spring ball. And then you've got training camp, and it's all the same stuff. Like, shouldn't you be further along now and, and you know, with veteran people around and – Look at Colorado's transfer portal. I mean, their offense looks really good. So, I mean, they, they've had just as much time. They've had guys transfer in. So, I, I don't think you can throw out those excuses that, you know, we've got this new system in play because next year we're going to have a whole new personnel coming in. So, we have to wait another six to seven weeks of the regular season before we get in a rhythm. I mean, we've, we've got to get the thing moving now. And I talked with uh, Brett Good from uh, Collier and Associates, a good team. And uh, I know everybody compares themselves to Colorado and say, well, Colorado did it. Um I, and I get it. This is just, they've regressed from week one. And that's what I think is so frustrating is you go out, you have a, a good game, albeit against Western Carolina, you struggle with Kent State. And then it's been just sort of this downward trajectory and they're getting exposed in different areas every single week. It's like the the game plan against LSU, I thought was good offensively. Right. Um, you know, you just, you lost on a last minute field goal. That's going to happen. You looked good. The effort was good. Last week just looked, uh, it, it took a major step backwards. How does KJ only attempt 17 passes? I don't know. I mean, that that part's crazy. It's how you go from one week LSU, you you were in the mm-hmm. ball game the entire game. You're like, wow, this is the Razorbacks. We, you know, we thought we were going to see all year long. Everything's happening, and then we go last week, and it's just like, oh, you know, what's going to happen now? And then we're going into Ole Miss, and, and Ole Miss needs a win. And, and Ole Miss, and, and they, they score a ton well, of points. You know, and they score a ton of points. And are we going to be able to keep up with them I, right now? I'd say no. But the the thing this the thing about last week, A and M is much better defensively than LSU is. So you, you that I mean we saw we've seen that two weeks in a row now in league play. LSU let Arkansas go up and down the field, and then of course what happened in the Ole Miss game. And so now, a, Ole Miss isn't as good as A and M is defensively. So I would expect that there'll be it'll be a little. I mean, the offense will have more than six points in a, in a, in a half of football, I would imagine. You would think so. I mean, just your point, A&M was shuffling in defensive line like the whole game. I mean, they mm-hmm. had, it seemed like, 20 defensive linemen coming in that game. They were all fresh. Ole Miss was, is not going to have that, but can we keep up with them, you know, going touchdown for touchdown? Because as good as Cam Little is, field goals are great, but we need to score mm-hmm. six touchdowns. points. I mean, right. that's, that's the problem when you play in L- in, Ole Miss. In today's football, to me, in college football in particular, with uh, with all the offenses and everything, a, a field goal is a win for the defense. It's it's kind of like a turnover, I would say. Would yeah. you, you agree with that? No, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and that's the difference of NFL and college. You know, field goals, you always want to make them on both sides. I'm not saying we don't need to make them, but – the three points in the NFL goes a lot further than it does in college because yeah. everybody in college is scoring more touchdowns just the way that game is. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question right in your wheelhouse. What happened on the punt return? I Now, when how, we always hear the the analysts talk about, well, when when a, a returner fumbles the ball, that it's it somehow will will upset the team, but uh, upset the, the the coverage team. But what happened? I mean, he zigzagged. There was nobody there. Well, that, this is the problem with this punt formation everybody's doing. you got big guys back there that aren't used to covering mm-hmm. Uh, realistically aren't used to covering when guys are running downhill, not just in practice. But then you outkick your coverage, you know, and when you outkick it, you, you hit it too far. The, the, the timing, the hang time's not good enough. And, and realistically, we've got to get the ball to the sideline. If, if we're going to have a problem covering punts, that's not something else we need to do. We've got to kick it towards the sideline. We can hit a you know 40-yard punt to the sideline. That's a 40-yard net compared to a 50-yard punt with a 15-yard return. Right. 
Um, so we, we've got to get that corrected quick. Yeah, what, this this I know the personal protectors are back there, but they're usually 280, 300-pound guys. Right. And they're useless in coverage. 100% useless in coverage. And then they're just back there. They're as a wall, and then they get down there. So you take that. you got three guys back there, plus your snapper, plus your punter. You know, So you've got five guys with 11 with, guys out there that you've got to account on to coverage. And, and we, we're struggling in that right now after obvious reasons. Yeah, that's just – that one – what happened to the old punt cover? The NFL doesn't do a lot of this stuff. The NFL can't. So the NFL has a rule that only the two outside guys on the line of scrimmage can leave okay. before the ball's kicked. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. so the college, right. they can snap it and run down the field. We actually ran pro punt style in college, and everybody did it uh, whenever I was coming through. But now everybody's gone to this deal because you don't have to. You can do different things in the line of scrimmage. You can have guys on and off the line of scrimmage. But the NFL, only the two outside guys can leave at the snap. Everybody else has to wait till the ball's kick or okay. it's a penalty. Okay. All right. Oh, that, that, okay. that makes sense that we don't see all these crazy formations where they're spread 53 yards wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, some of the stuff they, they do in college doesn't make any sense. But uh, to your point, I mean, it does upset the coverage. I mean, you're literally covering a punt with six guys. 100%, yeah. So you've got, you, you're counting on your punter to get the ball to the sideline because if you, you, you basically put the field in thirds. You know, you've got the mm-hmm. middle third and then you've got each sideline. And so we've got to get it over to the sideline, even if you have to kick it out of bounds in certain situations. You know, we did drop kicks out of bounds just depending on what was going on in the game because you didn't want to put it in a Devin Hester or type that type of returner yeah, that can be a game changer. And really, you know, you're in it. You're The whole ball game, your offense is kind of struggling a little bit. Defense has picked you up. And then that really is just a momentum killer. Yeah. It's kind of a, I won't say a forgotten part of the game, but it's you don't notice it until – there's a breakdown right. like that. And then you're like, oh, on top of everything else, now a punt return? Like, it's one of those, what else can go it's wrong just today kind of thing? Of it, yeah. Which is not good, yeah. No, no. And uh, they've um, they, they, they some issues there, obviously, that they have to correct. Now, tomorrow um, <laughs> is Waterloo for the Bears, right? Like, Eberflus is terrible. They blew a 21-point lead at home to a bad team on Sunday. They've got the Commanders tomorrow night. I don't think he can survive if they start out 0-5. I, I don't either. And and they're, they're so bad. I mean, you talk about that. You blow a lead. I actually was laughing when I, t- I saw the score and they were winning. I was like, man, the Bears might actually win. And then I saw the end of the game. I was like, wow, this is not good for them. 21 and points. It, it, it's just bad. And, and they look, they're bad on the offensive line. They're bad on the defensive line. They're bad everywhere. Every position they're bad at, except, you know, Mora back there getting 120 yards receiving. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what um, – I know I know. it makes you happy that the Bears are struggling so mightily, but, you know, for, if you're a Bears fan right now, you have nothing. Nothing, have nothing. at all. No, and, and, you know, you look at certain teams over the years that they've had something to look forward to is maybe we'll get a – you know, say the Bears get the number one draft pick. They'll, they'll have Carolina's pick, so they might get two in the top five. Well, yeah, you get a quarterback, but you still don't have an offensive line. You still don't have running backs. You know, they're still going to be terrible, even if they get a number one quarterback. So, they've got a lot of they issues They had – well, I mean, what did they draft fields? Number 10? Ten, two, ten, one, somewhere there. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. a top fifteen pick for sure. And now you're gonna now you're gonna hit the hard reset and do it again. Do it again, yeah. And they've got. I mean, they're gonna have to completely bigger, change. They have bigger issues. Than and now, you know, even a deal about you know Caleb Williams. They're talking out of his camp. Well, look at any quarterbacks that Chicago's ever developed. So why would I want to come out as a quarterback mm-hmm. with this nil? Right. I can get money to stay in college because it's a career killer to go there right now. I think statistically, the the best quarterback they've ever had is Jay Cutler. Hundred percent. Jay Cutler is the is the all time uh, uh, quarterback stat leader and, and in Chicago Bears. He had, he had yeah. that swagger, you know, just didn't care. He always had that look on his face that he could he could just deal with that Chicago media and deal with it. He handled it really well. Jay's a great guy, but um, but he handled that that what they go through year in and year out well. Yeah, got him to the NFC title game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Against you guys. We won that game. I yeah, think. I was gonna yeah. say. Uh, yeah, to go, was I that the game where he was, he got hurt and everybody thought he wasn't hurt? Yes. And, okay. And, and then they made us, you know, usually you have a, a championship game. So it's an NFC championship game. It was cold as all get out. Usually the celebrations on the field. Well, they made us go in the locker room because we were on Chicago's field. Well, yeah, so they were going to throw stuff they at were, you. Yeah, they were going to throw yeah. stuff. So it was, yeah. it was interesting. Yeah, now, and now, then they turned off the hot water. We, you know, it's cold. Really? Yeah, get, yeah really. That's, that's it's amazing how fast that hot water and, and runs out. And Jay Cutler indirectly got you that massive piece of jewelry on, well, uh, on your we hand. beat him a couple of times that year. So I Well, yeah. you know, by him leaving. Yeah. The ownership continued. The ownership continued. Who's the, who's the quarterback that came in and replaced him? I don't Caleb remember. Caleb something or other. I can't other. remember that. I don't remember. No. I know he couldn't play. Um, no. That, that was – But everybody, because because he didn't, quote-unquote – this was really the first time on the internet that this occurred, is that people were – this is the first time people on the internet were diagnosing injuries based on television. Yes. And uh, he didn't, quote-unquote, look hurt. 
So people thought he was, uh, you know, quitting or whatever. But it, the truth was, he had, I think, a knee thing or something yeah. that was bothering him, and he couldn't, he couldn't do it. I know the the, the old media, t- you know, when you can look out there and everybody's an expert on all these injuries, right. it's crazy. And, and there's a lot of times they're right at it, but it's so hard to tell with these little minor injuries sometimes too. Well, uh, and now everybody thinks on a big hit. That kid's got a concussion. They need right. to look at him. They need to look at him. I mean, that's everybody is an expert now on uh, on neuroscience. So we've and uh, we've hammered the Bears pretty good. Um, is it okay to talk about? What's happening in Green Bay? We can talk about it. They're struggling. Yeah. And, you know, the yeah. Lions the, the Lions look really good there. Um, this last Thursday night, they came in there and won. They won at the end of the last year to obviously get Aaron his last game in Green Bay. So, um, you know, Jordan Love's just not playing great. Um, he's having rookie mistakes, and, and so we're going to see if he can kind of get out of that funk. But there are swings of things. They finally got Christian Watson back. They're not using Aaron Jones as much after a hamstring injury. So we'll see what happens. How much fun would a guy like Dan Campbell be to play for? I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, He's weird. The, yeah, he, just the excitement they have. And I remember, you know, when he was in Seattle and just the excitement they had up there. I mean, he would be a lot of fun to play for. Yeah, I think he just the whole the dude thing yeah. would, would be a really, really, really good time. And uh, and we'll, real quick, Brett, um, Sunday night, Cowboys, San Francisco. I, I think it's the first real test for the Cowboys this year. I think so. I think for both sides. I mean, you know, the, the big hype for their defense, the turnovers that they've gotten, gotten into, see what Dak's going to happen. And, and let's be honest, this is a playoff matchup. This is going to be a playoff atmosphere. This, these two teams are probably going to see each other again in the playoffs. I know Jerry Jones mentioned that. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It be, should be a close game. Kyle Orton, by the way, came Kyle in that Orton. game. Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton. Was it Kyle Orton? I think no, so. no, 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 That's no, what no. someone texted in. No, it wasn't Kyle Orton. It okay. was Caleb something or other. The guy I never heard of. Kyle Orton went to Purdue. I know who he is. Okay. Um, the biggest, nice I guess, try, Texter. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the, the, the biggest question, I guess, of the NFL weekend anyway, is is Taylor Swift going to Minneapolis? Uh, to see the Chiefs and the Vikings. They're riding that, aren't they? I mean, they are. Could they, they get, could they get any more commercials back-to-back with all of them on there? That's the, that's going to be the big key if they go up there. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to go. It'll be three weeks in a row. We'll see. And my sister has uh, Vikings tickets, and uh, they are very excited in the greater Minneapolis area for Taylor Swift to come. She, and, uh, might, she might come. That's a great stadium to go to. Oh, I American mean, Bank? You, yeah, if you've never been there, that's – I mean, uh, you could ever ch- get a chance to go there and your team's going, It's it really is a great place to go to. Caleb yeah, Haney. Caleb Haney. That's I it. knew that. I knew that. Number right. 12, I believe. Yeah. Caleb Haney. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he threw two picks. Yeah, he was not – I think Brent got one of them. <laughs> yeah, BJ did, though. <laughs> BJ Raji, he did his little dance in the end zone. I remember that. Can you Can you do that? The dance, yeah. I mean, I, it, luckily this is a radio show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wait <laughs> we till, were on TV. Yeah, you it. wait. You wait till we get this thing streamed. Yeah, you're, you're I'd be doing, doing the BJ Raji. Absolutely. And, and Tim Maste had an average of 42 yards per punt See, that day. Snaps, that, snaps were there. The snaps were on target. What's yeah. a good snap uh, time wise? Getting back uh, back there is 0.75 or better is okay. what your average. So 0.75 tenths of a second. You got to get the punt off in 2.05 cents. A second, or you, you got ever, a chance of it getting blocked. You ever, you know, snap it, you go down, you run 45 yards, they, they call something, you're like, man, I get this again. We did it in the Super Bowl, we did it multiple <laughs> times. I mean, you know, and, and like, and in the Super Bowl, the game was actually, it was a really close game the whole time. And so you make this good punt, you get down there and you run, you know, which feels like 60 yards after you've had to block somebody and get off the block and run down there and fight him the whole time. And then you see the flag and you're just like, oh, crap <laughs> we gotta go back I'm like can i get a water cigarette break or something like you know, something. <laughs> anything, anything help me like, yeah tv timeout did you cover kicks uh oh. just for punt no, just punts yeah, okay just punts. Yeah, they didn't have you back there on the return no, team? they wouldn't they wouldn't put us back there okay we ever could lobby to do but, that? see it's that whole thing where we just talked about the arkansas's punt team you mm-hmm. know covering they, yeah. they don't want me covering kicks i got you okay yeah. right. I, did, I, I knew my lanes on the punt team i, I did really well of staying in my lane and you know that way but I, on kickoff i'm not a wedge buster <laughs> Yeah, that's back when you could actually have the way. Exactly. Yeah. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. 
The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Oh, yeah, Pat from Colorado Springs. You read the first part of his text. But then he said that thing that people always say <laughs> in the government. Nothing to see here. Right. Which means, of course, there is something to see here. <laughs> All clear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Now, um, Tim, in I think he was in Greer's Ferry, his wife was awakened. She works overnight. She's yeah. A, she's a, uh, hot, works at a hospital overnight. She was awakened by the emergency test, and now he and she are both pissed. Well, could have turned your phone off. Well, could have. Could have, but didn't. You know, the government should be more considerate. Our first responders. <laughs> well, you wanted to do it two twenty in the morning? No, because I think me. more people would be aggravated then. I think this was the least objectionable time they could come what, up what's with. What's wrong with like five PM? Well, everybody's driving, they're gonna freak out. I don't know. All right, yeah, all right. That's fair. No. Fine. There's no appropriate time to do it. You know, do it midnight Eastern. 11 p.m. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 11 p.m. Central. Wake up all the kids. Nine on the house. West Coast. Yeah, that, that'd be fine. There you go. All the kids' iPads are going off. That's right. Good time. Oh, man. Well, I saw um, I saw something that, um, uh, you know, amused me earlier today on the uh, Internet because uh, there, is a, um, there is scuttlebutt out there about uh, coaching. And there was a uh, there was scuttlebutt out there that uh, Michigan State is interested in talking to Urban Meyer about the uh, the head coaching uh, situation there at Michigan the State. The government has said there is nothing to see here. So uh, well, exactly. So Bruce Feldman from Fox, I think he's with Fox. I don't know where he, what, what where Bruce Feldman works now. Fine college football reporter, um, but uh, he said that um, he has um, reached out. And uh, Urban Meyer says he's very happy with what he's doing now at Fox, and he has no interest in the in the job. So you know what this means. Urban is very much in play to coach somewhere next season. Lansing, he's going to coach somewhere next season. Maybe next. He might be back in Florida. I don't know. I know he ain't going to East Lansing. Have they repaired his image enough in Florida with that trash uh, TV show on Netflix about the Gators? With every loss bring it back. That, that Florida has, his image gets cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. Uh-huh. They lose seven games. That guy can walk on water. Baptize babies. Yeah. Yeah. This could only mean one thing, that he is in play. It, when, when, you, when, when, in, when in October, your name's already floating around for jobs and you're using the media to uh, say, oh, no, 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 I'm perfectly happy where I'm at. Uh, let me tell you something. These football coaches, they're all the same. And the ones that have been relegated to television, none of them like it. They want to get back in. Dan Mullen wants to get back in. Urban Meyer wants to get back in. These guys are all the same. They're who they're uber competitive alphas who hate to lose. And to sit there on a Saturday and there's nothing. You don't win or lose. You're just there. That that wears on you. You you miss that 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 adrenaline high of getting a win. You miss that. TV doesn't do it for for everybody. They miss the attention. They miss the they attention. They miss the the adulation. Everybody patting you on the back, and, telling you how great you are. They're egomaniacs. And plus, Urban Meyer is not exactly known for his truth telling. No. So to believe him today, or to believe him ever at face value, that's your problem. All right, that is on you, because we have seen time and time again this guy lies a lot. He should be in Washington. He lies so much. He's not so. going to Michigan State. I, I can tell you that. He's, Fine, but he's going somewhere. He's in I, play. I don't. But what? Look, he went from he started at Bowling Green. He went to Utah. Then he goes to Florida. Then he goes to Ohio State. He likes a big room. What big job is going to be open? I don't know. Okay, so, maybe he wants to uh, do a little redemption tour at a smaller job no and work chance. his way up. No, no. you know he wants well, to go. On if Shelley's going with him, because if Shelley's going with him. Absolutely not. That is an odd relationship, to say the least. Um, 
Very odd. Will he come to Arkansas? No. Hmm. No. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. One of the message boards. See, here's here's what I don't understand. Okay. What the message? Be an OC Bray. Go soak your head. No. Wait. Wait. It, it, that's 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 foolishness. Calm down. Calm down, Bray. Listen. Let's all take a breath here. I saw a post today that uh, Dan Lanning's going to come here. To do what? Dan Lanning is at a big school in a big league, the Big Ten. That's a better job. Why would what, what what is that? Why would you do that? That's not what you do. All right. People now, like this irritate me. I want them to bring Bielema back just to spite these people. You know what I mean? Like now, sometimes. Now here's somebody on the 501 says they saw Urban wearing a red tie over the weekend. So well, there you uh, go. It's unassailable. All right. Just, just, Where is John Gruden, by the way? He's uh, he's still around somewhere, isn't he? Sure, yeah. yeah um, get him. Let, let's just. They don't have an opening, folks. They don't have an opening. No, they They're not going to have an opening. It's going to be fine. Right. Urban's never called plays, so he's never going to be your OC. But Stop. I think that Urban, but today I couldn't help but think seeing Bruce Feldman say, oh, Urban Meyer's not interested. That, to me, meant he's interested in doing something. Maybe not Michigan State, like you said, but he wants to be in the game again. Maybe he generally just doesn't want to coach. Look, his last last coaching job didn't end real well. I don't believe him, though. Okay. I don't believe him at all. So when he says he's not interested, I don't believe him. It also may be a polite way of saying there isn't a whole lot of interest in him. There's also that. That, that that, And that's what happened the last coaching cycle. When he was before he went to the Jaguars, weren't a ton of people interested in him. He kept throwing out USC, and USC was like, "No, <laughs> no, <true>. no." <laughs> yeah. Remember, he's he he's the modern day Spurrier. There are only a couple of jobs that will satisfy his ego. Well, he's not going to a smaller school to take on a rebuilding project because he's won so much. He, there, there's no way he's going to go through a couple of seven and five seasons so he's to get a, to eleven and he's one. He's above the uh, the um, the relaunch, the reboot of right. a career. He's exactly. above that in now, his eyes. If, if I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking in a vacuum here, but if Steve Sarkeesian wanted to jump to the NFL, Texas, I mean, that would interest him. That's a job that's big enough to satisfy his ego. Yeah. A and M. Now that would be interesting, but right. I I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Um. Here's the text on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Didn't he retire to be with his family and focus on health? Yes. Oh, wait, that was in Florida. That's a week-to-week, month-to-month Once again, if you believe anything he says, that's on you because he has demonstrated time and time again he's full of crap. He is. He is. And I'm not, I mean, that's the way it is. If you believe him, that is, I mean, that's on you. Well, you you take it. Take somebody like that on at your own peril. Yes. Yes. All right. He's not one of the great truth tellers no, of the 21st not. century. <laughs> he isn't. Here, Jamie and Van Buren. I want Mike Elko or Kalen DeBoer. Why would guys, we gotta we gotta settle down. This is not this is Sam Pittman is going to be your coach next year. Now his staff may look different. He's gonna be here next year unless the wheels come completely off. And it's it is unrepairable. He's gonna be here next year. So yeah, down. I don't want to get into definitives about all that with seven games left to go, you know, but as we sit here and make the call right now, you're right. However, there are seven games there, to go. There are a lot of things and if, that can happen. If they go gunny sack over the next seven games, then we're having a different conversation. Yes. If they win a few, let me bottom line it for you. Five and seven, I think he's back. Six and six, he's definitely back. Four. I don't know. It's four, gonna depend which way the wind's blowing with the people with money. Four, I think he's back, but you have to make staff changes. Oh, I think five he, he'll have to make staff changes. Five, you well, and again, we don't know all the inner workings, but you could sell five and seven that hey, you know, we we grew, we're gonna go with you know, we're gonna have these players back. You better have what? a plan. You better have a plan in place. Four, you're making staff changes. Three, you're begging for your job. Well, here's the thing, and I think this is the root of what um you and uh, and Clay uh, you know had to dust up about a few weeks ago on here. Like, there is no more. College football with the portal uh, and with with big money has killed the give him time crowd. If you are in this crowd, you might as well be watching the games on a VHS machine, all right? Because that's not an excuse anymore. 
when you can put 70 new people on your team every year, the whole give him time, give him time, the whole roster's his, okay? So either he needs better personnel people or, or what, what are you well, talking about here? So yeah, that, that doesn't that, work. You don't get five years anymore. You just anymore. said it. They, they need to evaluate better. They've got a full roster, but are these 85 players that you can use? Can you absorb some losses with the 85 guys that you have? If you have 20 guys jump into the portal and go, you have 20 guys on your roster that but are you ready don't, to step up. There's no building anymore. It, it, it's 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 not you're building with Legos, not with like mortar and steel and all that stuff. Because the next day you wipe it all out and you start over again. And if you don't think that's the way it is, how's your basketball program working out right now? It's a new roster every year, and they're always in the in the middle of a, you know the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16. So don't tell me that you can't like you can't do this both ways, okay? Well, well, you, you, well you can. You just have Georgia. Georgia doesn't do a whole ton with the portal. But Georgia, that, Georgia is the exception to but, every rule right now because they're well, getting uh, all of the best Michigan, players all the time. All the teams the, at the top of the food chain aren't portal. They aren't portal heavy. Do they dabble in the portal? Absolutely. But are they are they getting a handful of guys? Yes. Are they returning over their roster? You can go from four to seven wins real quick through the portal. Are you going to go from ten to fourteen wins through the portal? I don't think so. Well, TCU did it last year though. TCU, but what's where are they now? Well, they're back. At- okay, they're they're right back down where they were. They had they had a, a veteran group of guys. Some most of their their guys had been there a while. They had a veteran group of guys that were coached up fine. They're the, I think they're going to be the outlier. But I do think you can go from three, two or three or four wins to seven, eight or nine wins pretty easily through the portal if you do it right and you evaluate correctly. I think the teams that are continuing to win. I mean, you look at the top ten. Most of those teams probably have under twelve. Uh, under 12, and I'll just 12 guys that play heavy minutes. I'll give you a team that did go through the portal and is winning because of it is Duke. Mm-hmm. Duke's got 20, 27 graduates. Now, they're doing it a different way, but they are portal guys. Graduate transfers. That's the Muscleman way. <clears throat> yes. Get veteran guys. Right, veteran guys. That's, that's the right. Muscleman way to go, and that's what Mike Elko's doing at Duke. Right. All right. Uh, Nelson and Harrison is up now on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Nelson. Hi, Ruskin. I just want to extend all of rant. I wasn't trying to attack you yesterday. I was just saying, and after I said what I said, I thought I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, maybe people shouldn't just say anything, period. You know, just it, whatever it is is whatever it is. If he's a, if he's a dog sign in, he is. You know, you, you make, an, make one out of yourself by saying something. I figured that out yesterday. So, anyways, what I wanted to say was you misconstrued what I said about KJ yesterday, too. I did not say bench KJ. I said after three possessions and then Texas A&M's up 19, that is your best opportunity to insert Criswell and let him get some experience. Okay, so what if, what if it goes badly? Then what? Who plays the next drive? Well, we were down by 19, and the game was pretty much in hand so just let him get some experience and finish it out i mean that last touchdown didn't it it made the score look good but it didn't do kj no good to get hit and do that i mean give criswell a little bit of experience in case we do need because as you guys seen kj got up a little gimpy that one uh what the second possession before the last one he had I mean, they twisted his knee, or a guy, a guy oh. was low and a guy was high. Yeah, he's getting the crap so beat out of him because of the offensive yeah. line. Yeah, that that is true. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you, Nelson. Appreciate it. Uh, Eddie is on the phone in uh, Amity. Eddie. Yep. What's up, yep, man? That's me. <laughs> How come we can't have Urban Meyer? What? Why do you say that? I think he's a despicable human being. Who cares? We want a football coach, not a not not a Saint Andrew or whoever. The hell. <laughs> this ain't working, man. I'm I'm half Pittman, and this ain't working. You're half Pittman. Yeah, that's that was my mama's maiden name. Oh, oh I see. Okay, okay, I got you. Right. <laughs> So it's not working, huh? What do you do? What do you do? Hump a, a hump on a gal at a bar on a bar stool? Come on. What do no. you want? Me, what do you want me to say, Eddie? <laughs> I don't know. I okay. don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty new at this calling into radio. It's fun though. Yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah, it's good. 
All right. You got that right. Thank you, Eddie. Call anytime, Eddie. That's fun. I like that. You'll get better, Eddie. Don't worry. You will. It comes with time, with experience, repetition. You got to get reps, like the offensive line. You got to get reps. Wow. That's all he did, Zach. Yeah, you know, I know. Felt up some co-ed at a bar. I mean, no big deal, right? I mean, that's all yes. he did. <laughs> and there was video on it. Yeah. It, again, the room's not big enough for him. This is a guy that wants a top five job, and he will sit and wait until that job becomes available. I just think he's in the. He wants to be back now, in the game. That's what I think. Now, would would he slide in if Alabama decide? I mean, there's a place with no moral code. Would he slide in when Saban decided to leave? Yeah, probably. Would they want him? That's a whole different. Well, they're story. definitely not going to hire Dabo. Like was the plan for a decade ago. No. Remember that Dabo, an Alabama guy, coming back well, after Nick retires. That ain't happening. Well, now. what about Clemson? What now, about Clemson? But, that, but that's the side. I mean, that's the type of school that he that would. That you know what I think, though? Attention. I think the only leagues he would work in are the two biggest leagues, Big Ten or SEC. Absolutely. I don't think he'll work in the Absolutely. ACC. And he's not taking, you know, a middle of the road team. And, he's taking one of those top jobs. And he's not going anywhere for five million. He's going somewhere for like 11 million yeah. per. That's what he's doing. 12, maybe, maybe 15. Reset the whole market. That's probably what he's doing, right? Okay. All right. So, Florida, if you want him back, look, it, $15 million a year, he's yours. You're going to have, look, uh, outside of Florida, if you hire Urban Meyer, you're going to have to answer some serious questions about why you're bringing this guy on campus. Yeah. All right. Any, any school president's going to be like, no, no, and then you're going to have a fight on your hands. Ruskin and Zach here, 866-285-4005. you think he could overcome the Chad Morris curse? Would Ooh. he be the one to break it? Who? Irvin. Oh, if he just... had Chad as an analyst? Yeah. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.